Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is June 25th. The fourth Saturday of June, 2022. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Milton Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Helena Thompson, our Minister of Music, Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey will offer the altar prayer. And today, Reverend David Williams, Jr. of Regeneration Nations in Nashville, Tennessee, will deliver the preach word. He will be filling in for Pastor Milton, who is away this weekend. He will also offer the final remarks and the benediction. We are grateful to have him. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. We ask all of you to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm church members, the worldwide church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, and advocacy and activist groups, the loved ones of those who have died from targeting and other catastrophic illnesses. Also pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God and to do it and not do their world, their will. Pray for world peace. Pray for all refugees in the world. Pray for all victims of the worldwide climate crisis. We pray for all victims, families, of the mass shootings. Thank you for your attention. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing star six and be blessed. Amen. Can everyone say amen? Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for the opportunity to come tonight and share with you. Uh, Dr. Millicent Black, I express my gratitude for you uh, for the invitation. And uh, I'd like to acknowledge my 
my bride of 33 years for being on the call with me tonight in support. And uh, just thank you for the privilege of coming before you tonight. So let us go to the throne of God in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we come tonight just grateful to call upon your name. We, we thank you for your faithfulness. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercies. Father, we thank you that you've allowed us to see another day, a day that we've never seen before, a day where your mercies are brand new. Now, Father, as we bring the word tonight, Father, we pray that we will preach an uncompromised gospel, a gospel that's not watered down, a gospel that's not designed to tickle the ear, but a gospel that is life transforming for your glory. Father, because we know that you are absolutely good, we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. It's your servant's prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray and thank you for this privilege. Amen, amen, and amen. Just for a few moments tonight, I'd like to share with you from the topic, let Jesus in. Let Jesus in. Uh, if you will, if you have your Bibles with you, go with me. I'm going to share from a couple of passages of scripture uh, to take our text from and uh Hopefully it will benefit you and bless you and cause you to think about where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Revelation 3.20 is our first passage that we will look at tonight. I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible, and it reads, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Then if you will turn with me to the Old Testament, to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter one, verses seven through nine. And I'm going to use that passage. Judge. There's, there's a lot more I wanted to share, but I'm going to use the brevity of these three uh, passages or three, these three verses Joshua 1, verse 7 reads, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8 reads, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse 9 goes on to read, have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. So tonight, just for a few moments, I want to talk about letting Jesus in. As we live in this day and time, we can see so many things happening in our culture that would cause us as believers 
to wonder among ourselves, is God present? Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that God is present. And for those of us who are believers who, who have opened the door and allowed Jesus to come in and dine with us, we know that he is moving in the earth. So many times we think of this passage of scripture as a salvation message or salvation scripture, and it's often used in that context. But this passage is actually Jesus has been put out of the church. Can anybody identify with that? Jesus has been put out of the church and he's standing at the door and he's knocking and he's saying, let me back in. If you understand the day and time we're living in, you see so many churches have that have compromised the gospel message. What do you mean, preacher? Well, you see, the, the, the courts just overturned Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is the, the legalization of abortion in our country. But if we look historically in the Bible, God judged nations that kill their children. So we have to ask ourselves, as believers, as the church, are we standing up and doing what God has called us to do? My contention is we've gotten better, but we're not where we need to be. We have to take on the responsibility as believers to make tough decisions. And I say tough decisions, I simply mean we need to stand on the word of God. The word of God should be our compass, not what the world says, not what CNN says, not what the networks say, but the Bible should be our compass and our guide. That should be the end of the discussion. So when people come and say, well, it's my opinion. Well, is your opinion based on the word of God? So let's talk about that for a few minutes tonight. I'm going to share with you. I, the Lord gave me a word in 2014, and I'm seeing it uh, come to fruition right now, even before our eyes. I'm from Columbia, Tennessee. I grew up in Columbia, Tennessee as a son of a pastor who pastor the church for over 50 years and I was I was at my home church in 2014 as I was preparing to bring the message Holy Spirit spoke to me and he he gave me something that uh, totally transformed the message that I was to share and the passage that I shared with you earlier coming from Joshua 1 verses 7 through 9 there was actually more verses involved but for the brevity of the moment I just wanted to share those those scriptures with you and I struggle with understanding what he was talking about when he talked about being strong and courageous. And I'm talking almost eight years ago. But I've come to the point where I understand what he's talking about when he talks about being strong and being courageous, turning not to the left nor to the right, because we're living in a day and time where pressure is coming from every side. And the question you have to ask yourself as a believer, are you going to take a stand for righteousness? Or are you going to work with popular opinion? Popular opinion will send you to hell. But when you stand on the word of God, the word of God will bring conviction. It will bring you to a place of repentance. It will allow you to do the things that God has called us to do as believers. So as I prepared this message as I was preparing to share this message, 
Holy Spirit was very clear in terms of what he wanted me to say. And as I read that passage of scripture that Sunday morning, Holy Spirit, as if he was speaking in my ear, said, I will pull back the covers and expose corruption and evil in your land. Everything will be uncovered. Everything will be exposed. Those who are corrupt and promoting evil will be brought to justice. When received this from Holy Spirit, I thought he was only referring to America. I did not know and did not understand the extent of evil and demonic activity that God was speaking of. God is exposing the spirit of Jezebel, but he is not just exposing it. He is in process of destroying it. In the next few weeks, in the next few months, you're, you're going to witness shakings of biblical magnitude. See, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man, a, a man reaps, he shall also sow. Whatever a man sows, he shall also reap. But don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by circumstances, but be moved and stand firm in your faith, not looking at the problems that are coming our way, but looking at the problem solver. I often hear people talk about gas prices. Gas prices are through the roof. But you know what? You've got a God who is a provider. Jehovah Jireh is our provider. He is our way maker. So when we look at things that are in the, in the physical realm, we have to understand that we've got a big God. And the big God that we serve causes us and should cause us to trust him and not look at the circumstance, not look at the situation, but to trust him no matter what we face in life. Second Timothy 3.5 reads, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. See, God is looking for a church that is without spot or blemish. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're here tonight and you understand what's taking place in our culture, you understand that there has been compromise in the church. And God is not pleased. God is not pleased not only with compromise in the church, but he's not pleased with compromise in our lives. God holds us accountable for the actions that we take. But the beauty of it is when Jesus walked the earth for those 33 years, the last three years of his ministry, of his life was ministering. And he ministered for three years. He preached to crowds of thousands. He touched blinded eyes and they were open. He touched deaf ears and they were open. He, he healed all manner of sickness and disease. He healed leprosy, which was a scourge of the day. But Jesus also does something else. 
They brought a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. And they accused that woman of adultery. They actually caught her in the very act. But you notice they only brought the woman. They didn't bring the man. But Jesus, being who he is, and recognizing what their intentions were, he, he knelt down and he wrote something in the dirt. And as he wrote those words or whatever he wrote in the dirt, the men one by one dropped their stones and they walked away. And Jesus looked up at her and said, woman, where are thou accusers? And she said, Lord, there are none. And he said, I don't condemn you. But he just he didn't just leave it there. He said, go and sin no more. When we are found in sin and we find ourselves walking outside of the fold of Christ, we are prompted by Holy Spirit to go and sin no more. But the passage I just read to you, so many churches are denying the power of Holy Spirit. So many churches are operating in the in the carnal realm, in the in the physical realm, in the in the natural realm. They they don't have the Holy Spirit present. And that's why you see so many churches having issues and not being able to. To, to bring people to repentance because Holy Spirit is not present. See, God is intervening in the affairs of mankind in the day and time that you and I are living in. See, many people don't realize how blessed, how fortunate we are to be living in these biblical times. You said biblical times, preacher? Yes, I did. If you cannot see what God is doing in the spirit realm, I would really encourage you to press into God and ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he's doing in the earth. So many are walking around with the natural eye and they don't see what Holy Spirit is doing. Do you not think Roe v. Wade was something that just happened? It wasn't something that just happened. Through much prayer and much fasting and much supplication. And after 50, almost 50 years, the killing of the unborn has been overturned. At least it's since back, it's been sent back to the states. And dare you not understand that we're living in the year of Jubilee? And if you understand biblical history, the Jubilee year is a year where freedom is wrought in the nation and in the land. So God is moving in this year of Jubilee. You're going to see some miraculous things happen in the earth. And you'll know it's the hand of God moving because God will not share his glory with anyone. So God will intervene in the affairs of mankind. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Are you saying that to, 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 to frighten us, preacher? No, I'm not. 
I'm sharing this to warn you so when you see it happen, you will not be shocked. You will understand what God is doing and you will make sure your life is in order because what's transpiring and what will transpire is not for the believer, it's for the unbeliever. You're going to see billions come to salvation in Yeshua HaMashiach. Hebrews 12, 27 reads, and this yet once more signifies the removing of things being shaken, that is created things, so that the unshakable may remain. God is bringing down the seven mountains of influence in our culture. God is raising up godly men and women who will stand up for righteousness, who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who will boldly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God is tearing down those seven mountains, the mountains of media, the mountain of government, the mountain of education, the mountain of education, which is which is working at indoctrinating our children, the mountain of economy, where the government is encouraging handouts instead of hard work. God is also judging the religious section of our of our mountain, the religious mountain where the word of God is being watered down and not preached with boldness and power, where an uncompromised gospel is not being preached. You're telling the world that you can live any way you want to live and you can get to heaven. The devil is a liar. God has a standard and his standard is holiness. And God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. God is tearing down the mountain of celebrity, if you will. Hollywood and the, and the entertainment industry is being brought down. And the enemy has come out after the main thrust that God put in place when he created the earth, man and woman. The enemy is coming after the nuclear family. Why? Because God said, go forth and multiply and replenish the earth. And the enemy is telling you, you can live any way you want to live. It doesn't matter. Man with man, woman with woman. It doesn't matter. You can change your gender. It doesn't matter. But according to the word of God, it does matter. According to the word of God, he made us in his image and in his likeness. You're saying, preacher, you're preaching hatred. No, I'm not. I'm simply saying we have to go alongside people that are confused, that are hurting. And a lot, of, a lot of times what happens is people make those moves because they're hurting. And the enemy will use that pain and draw them away. The word of God says every man, when he is tempted, he's drawn away into his own lust. Each one turns to his own way. So all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what you're going to find as the spirit of God is poured out in the earth, those that are in the homosexual community, I've heard prophets say this, they are evangelists and God is going to bring them out and use them to evangelize the world. What are you struggling with? What, what struggle do you have in your walk? I challenge you today to, to understand Holy Spirit will help you overcome that. 
You can't live a life of sin and expect God to bless it. But you can repent of sin and ask God to move in your life by Holy Spirit, by the power of Holy Spirit, to bring you out of whatever struggle you may have. I'm a living testimony that God can and will do it. And what I'm saying to you tonight, church, is God has a desire for his church to be without spot and wrinkle and blemish. And he will help you do that by, by the comforter that he sends. Holy Spirit will help you. Holy Spirit will bring everything to your remembrance. And when you're struggling, he will prick you and remind you. He will help you. He is our helper. He is our comforter. So when you understand that God has placed Holy Spirit in the earth to help us in this walk, you cannot walk this walk of faith without Holy Spirit. I'm telling you what I know. I've tried it for myself. And I'm telling you, God will move in your life if you will ask Holy Spirit into your life. And if you will ask for the baptism of Holy Spirit, God will use Holy Spirit to build you up in your most holy faith. Oh, you'll get so bold that no one will be able to come at you with anything, but you will understand that whatever comes your direction, God is putting it in front of you for a purpose, to minister to someone that has lived the life similar to what you may have lived, or may have lived a life outside of the fold of Christ, who is crying out, who wants to know about Jesus Christ. You're going to see in these next few months, you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. You're going to see creative miracles that God is going to move, and he's moving already in the earth. I've seen people healed of Parkinson's. I know what God can do, and I understand, and you should understand as believers, that you're living in a time, oh my God, if you just understood what, what the day and the time we're living in, the hour that we're living in, God is moving in the earth, and you will witness signs, wonders, and miracles. You will witness creative miracles, and you will understand that it's all from the hand of Almighty God, that he alone receives the glory. He alone receives the honor and praise. God does nothing without first uh, notifying uh, and, and, and informing his prophets. So God is doing a mighty work in the day and time that you and I are living in. You're living in a day and time where you will see the greatest wealth transfer in, a, in history. You're coming out of Egypt. You may not even recognize that you've been in bondage, but God is freeing up his children. He's bringing us out of bondage. And this will be the second exodus. Just like the first exodus, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they plundered the land. They didn't leave the land empty handed. You're saying, preacher, you're just talking fairy tale. No, I'm talking what the Spirit of God is doing. And if you just stand in faith and understand what God is doing in the earth, God will bless you beyond your wildest imagination. God is going to bless you if you're living according to the Word of God. 
and you draw close to him, spend time in the word of God, spend time in prayer, spend time in fasting. And as God moves in the earth, as he moves in the earth, as he moves in the earth, you will be a part of that movement. And as God takes the chains off of our ankles, you see, the children of Israel recognized that they were in bondage because they were in chains. But the enemy has gotten sophisticated now. He's gotten sophisticated in how he puts people in bondage nowadays. And he's put us in bondage and we can't seem to make ends meet. And for those who can, you often wonder, will this madness ever stop? Yes, it will. Oh, you're going to understand when you see it happen that it's nothing but the hand of Almighty God. And you're saying to yourself, some of you may be wondering uh, and maybe operating in this disbelief, but I'm telling you that God is moving in the earth. He is shaking things up. You're going to see weather patterns change. You're going to see cold in the middle of the summer. You're going to see the desert spring up with, with uh, flowers. You're going to see miraculous things happen in the earth. And you'll know it's the hand of Almighty God. So God is judging those that are wicked and corrupt. There's so much evil in this land that you don't even know about that when God exposes it, it's going to blow your mind. And you're going to say this happened right under our noses. And God is saying, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So as he shakes the chains and the shackles off your hands and your feet, recognize that you've been set free and what's going to transpire, God is going to blow your mind as a believer, and he is going to benefit you beyond your wildest imagination, and you're going to fall on your face in the streets, raising your hands to Almighty God with praise and adoration, thanking him for what he's doing. Oh, you're going to see healings take place. I heard the prayer earlier tonight about the different prayers of different issues and element, ailments. You understand when the children of Israel left Egypt, they left with no illness. There were no feeble among them. As God moves in the earth and the believers leave bondage, there will be no feeble among us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And as you understand what God is doing, I just challenge you to praise him, to make room for him, to, to encourage your family members, to encourage those that you know who are outside of the fold of Christ to come to know Jesus. There's a promise that I stand on. And the prophets have said it, and I stand on it and I receive it. Your sons and daughters, your prodigal sons and daughters will return home. Glory to God. I'm excited about that. Your children will be coming home who, who are outside of the fold of Christ, who may have not communicated with you in the time, in times past, but the doors are being opened for that communication to be reestablished. And it'll be all because of the glory of Almighty God. 
we give him all glory, honor, and praise for what he is doing, what he will do, and what's going to happen to blow our minds. You may be saying, preacher, I, I struggle with sin, and, and I still struggle with sin, but can I help you? Jesus is the answer. I don't care where you find yourself in life. Jesus is the answer. You, you, may, you may say, well, I've been struggling with sin for a long time, but Jesus is the answer. You may say, well, preacher, I, I understand that. I know you say that Jesus is the answer, but let me help you understand why he is the answer. You see, over 2,000 years ago, he went to the cross. And my Bible tells me that they laid him on the ground on top of that cross and they nailed his hands to the beams and they nailed his feet to the beams and they hung him high on a tree. And even as they nailed his hands and his feet, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And as he was hoisted in the air, the word of God reminds me, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw lost men to myself. And he's still doing that today. And as he hung on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour, the word of God says that as he hung on the cross between the sixth and the ninth hour, God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. All of our sins, past, present, and future, were laid upon Jesus on the cross. What do you mean, past, present, and future? You and I weren't born when Jesus was hung on the cross. So all of our sins were included when Jesus was hung on the cross. Because God knows the end from the beginning. And as Jesus hung on the cross... And the father laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Because God is so holy, he cannot look at sin. So he had to turn away from his son during that time. And at that moment, as the sins of the entire world were laid upon him, Jesus became sin. He literally became sin. And at that very moment, as the sins were laid upon him, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Tetelestai, which is translated, it's a Greek word used to transact business. And the word Tetelestai means paid in full. All of our sin debt was paid in full. Not only was our sin debt paid in full, all of our all of our illnesses, all of our iniquities, everything that hinders us in our bodies, Jesus bore it on the cross. So as he hung on the cross and he cried out with that loud voice, it is finished. He gave up the ghost. And he died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. 
So whatever you've done in your life, the price has already been paid. There's nothing that you and I can do to earn our way to heaven. For the Bible says the eternal life, heaven, in other words, is a free gift. There's nothing that you can do to earn your way to heaven because Jesus already paid the price. All you have to do is receive the free gift of eternal life. It's just that simple. All you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and he will change and transform your life. I'm a living testimony. I'm a living witness. I know what God can do by power of the Holy Spirit. I know how he can change and transform your life. I know what he can do. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you. So as I close tonight, I ask the question, in the day and time that we're living in, where everyone has their own opinion, where everyone has their own opinion about what should and should not be done, I'm reminded of a question that my oldest son asked me once. He said, Dad, his name is Jairus. He says, Dad, what's your worldview? And I had to stop and think about that for a minute. I never really considered it as he had asked it. But as I thought about it, I based my decisions on the word of God. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, I'm not doing it. So the question, I, the response I had to give him is, I have a biblical worldview. So whatever happens in life, it's, it's the decisions are filtered through that worldview. So when you talk about all the different issues that we face today, where people are living any kind of way they want to live, and the church is saying it's okay, no, it's not. Because my worldview is based on the word of God, and the word of God says this is how we should live. And he names it out in the word of God. He tells us how to live as believers. And I'm here to tell you tonight that I haven't always lived that way. But praise God, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and brought me to a place of conviction where I live a life that's uncompromised. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody does. If it does not line up with the word of God, I'm not doing it. So tonight. Wherever you find yourself in life, my challenge to you is to make Jesus Christ the center of your life if he's not. My challenge to you tonight is to allow Holy Spirit to bring conviction in your life if you have anything that is outside of the fold of Christ that's not lined up with the word of God. If it's not filtered through the word of God, ask yourself, what should I do about it? And I think you will answer the question or you answer it with, a, with an affirmation that I should line everything I do with the, word of, with the word of God. Can I help you tonight? And I'll close. 
there is no compromise in the gospel. There is no compromise in the word of God. So tonight, understand that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and he wants us to walk according to his will and purpose. And that will and purpose should line up with everything that's in the word of God. Dearly beloved, I love you tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to share tonight. And I turn it back into the hands of the worship leader. Thank you, God, for this opportunity in Jesus' name. And let me pray before I close. Father, we thank you for this time. We, we count it a privilege to proclaim your word. And Father, I pray that something that I have said by power of Holy Spirit will bring conviction, will cause people to wonder and think about their walk if they're outside of the fold of Christ. If they're walking contrary to the word of God, Father, I pray that you would gently nudge them back, as your word says. When you find a brother or sister overtaken in a fault, ye that are spiritual, restore them gently, lest we find ourselves in their same predicament. So, Father, we, we, don't, we don't condemn, we don't judge, we just love people through their mess, just like you loved us through our mess. And, Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago. Thank you for the authority that you gave us when Jesus said I, that he's seated, seated at the right hand of the Father, and we have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Father, help us to operate in that authority. Help us understand that the authority that you've given us to use it for your glory we don't have to cow down or bow down to anyone, but we are created in the image of almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I thank you for this time. We bless it. We pray that you sanctify for your glory, that you have received the glory, honor, and praise. It's your servant's prayer. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and I claim and decree it is done. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.